Okay, so there are two groups of people, right? One group is like they don't even know what they're passionate about. So mm. what is my passion? They're seeking, they're Correct. searching, they're wondering, right? They're not sure what is their passion. So that's one whole group of people. The other group is they're passionate about, they have, they have a passion, but mm. they're, want, they're asking you, how can I turn my passion into something that is like a, a work, a career for me, right? That way Correct. I can make money because it seems like a passion has to be like a hobby. Mm. It's almost like passion mm. you know? Then there's another group of people is like they have a lot of passions. Yes. They have not just one. They're like polymath, right? So it's like out of all my passions, out of all my options, what can I do? What should I do? What should I focus on that was that is going to bring me money, you know, and give me financial stability? <笑>已经在录了已经在录了因为有点<咳> Passion fruit. Yes, fashion, passion fruit. Not passion fruit. Not fashion fruit. Not fashion fruit. Not passion fruit. Yes. Okay. I keep wanting to speak in Chinese. Oh shit. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Let's speak in English. Because we have a lot of... We have a lot of international cats. We do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, most of them are... English speaking cats. I, I saw stats, right? There are people who are tuning in from Australia. Okay. From UK. Mm-hmm. From America. Really? Uh, from Canada. They can understand our Singlish accent, man. But the thing is, yeah, I think they can. Maybe they like it so much. Is they it? like it a lot. Yes. You know what? Recently, I got this email from this guy, right? He's from mm. Tokyo. Oh. And he listens to our podcast. Oh my goodness. What did he say? Uh. No, no, he said he enjoys he enjoys everything oh, that we do. Oh, so long. nice. Oh, you are so nice yeah. to us. Yeah, and I was very surprised because he's from Japan. Oh. He oh. So, a shout out to, to our friend from Japan. But then when he wrote, he wrote to you in English. La. Yes, yes, he oh. wrote to me in English. Was it broken English? Pretty good English, Oh, actually. then of course I think he understands. Yeah. I don't know whether he's listening today. La. Mm. Anyway, we are running super late. No, we're supposed to do recording at 6 o'clock. Yeah. And then yes, it's, it's really my fault. Eight, almost nine now. Yes. So we How to do six episodes? Can la. Okay. Okay. You okay, know la. how we can. <laughs> you know how we can do six episodes. We need how? to keep our episodes shorter. Oh, so we got to t- do less of a talk, talk, sing song kind yes, of. Yes, because when we first started this podcast, we had this idea that okay, maybe we keep our episodes to like thirty minutes. Mm. You know, and then wow, every time we we record, right? Mm. It's at least forty five minutes. Because both of us get into a trance. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you can call it a trance or whatever you call it. We just can't stop talking. Can't stop talking. Because there are so many things to yeah. talk about. But it's a good thing because we have 52 episodes this year. Exactly. You know, sometimes I'm showering, I'm like, oh my God, 52 episodes, right? Like, how how much more things do we have to talk about, right? Do we have enough stuff? And I got no, like, actually, we talk nonstop. You know, just now when we were having dinner, right? It was almost like when we were talking, like, we, we could have done another episode already while Correct. we were talking. So, so that's what's funny about it. Because nowadays when we talk, right? Like, let's say during dinner, then I think, Hey, this is podcast material. Yeah, stop Actually, talking. Actually, we <laughs> should stop talking or we should just whip our mics out. Yeah, correct. I think next time we should really um, you know, carry a mic with us. Everywhere every, we go. Yeah, la. recorder. I mean a recorder. Like when we're eating Haiti Lao, then we can correct, do an episode. Correct, correct. Idea. Because I don't want to continue talking. Um, And you know, but sometimes you have the momentum and you stop, it's quite sian, you know. But You know what, then? It's mm. okay, don't worry. You will never run out of things to say. <laughs> No, but I don't want to talk about the same things to you like twice, three times, then recording do one more time. Then no, it's fine. Because really. you know, like, if you tell me a story, right, then you meet my friend, you also tell the person the same story. Are ma? you trying to tell me that you're very sane already? <laughs> <or>? No. <laughs> no. We should still... No. Mm, no la. You must say that... No, you always tell stories. Really? When you tell a story, I'm still very yeah, engaged, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many times you say, wow, I've already heard this story many times, but it's still so riveting. Correct. Like your, your mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Sorry. but you know what? The mental breakdown thing, right? I already say until I want to break down already. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's the good thing about a podcast? Just refer them to that episode. Uh, don't know which episode. Mental health. 
Ah, uh, mental health episode. Mm, that's episode three, I think. So Daniel doesn't have to repeat the same yes, story over. Oh my over. god, you guys are setting me free. You know, very funny. Eh? My sister listened to that podcast, right, mm. about mental health, mm. right, and she was she got so into your story. Oh my goodness. She after listening to the episode, she went to her husband, <laughs> and she recounted your whole story. Oh my then god. when I went over to her house, right, she recounted your story to me again. Oh my god. And it's in the exact sequence that you talked oh about. Oh my god. But what did she, she memorize the whole thing? You you already heard because she's very excited. She's like, do you know what? To Daniel, <laughs> he said, yeah, I know. Yeah, I said, I know. Then she said, it's very interesting. So he went to the museum, right? Then yeah, this thing happened. Yeah. I was oh like, wow, you really? Wow, thank you, lah. You guys are our big fans, lah. Yeah. So I was very like, wow, you really listen to our podcast very carefully. Yeah, you know the thing is, like I said, the reason we did this podcast is because we want to touch lives, and really, I think our job is done when we. I mean, all we can do is to show up and share candidly and transparently, and this is something that we want to continue doing mm. to be able to talk about things that might be difficult to talk about or awkward or even embarrassing for some people. But um, we want to be able to share those stories and experiences with you guys. And the only reason why we want to do this is because we want to touch other people and to maybe make a difference in another person's life. And mm. it seems like it's it's already happening, you know, based yeah. on the response that we're getting. I think it doesn't matter even if we reach one person mm-hmm. or it, it, we positively influence one person. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that it's worth it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very happy that we're doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're very passionate about this thing. And, and therefore, all that leads into yes. our topic for the day. <laughs> yeah, we're just just you're too lazy, right? We're like, you to turn back, Okay. Okay. So. We basically took six minutes, right, mm. to get into our topic. Mm. Okay. It, end our rap episode. Ter- terrible, huh? <laughs> Are we very naggy? No, we're not. I think people. I think that it's quite nice to at the beginning of episode before we. Right? Uh. We talk a little bit about what's happened in our lives, the behind the scenes, mm. a little bit of like snippets and tidbits about us. Yes. Because they don't just want to hear about the lessons, they want to hear about us as well, right? That's true, that's true. I yes. hope so. You can tell us, you can leave us a comment on mm. our Instagram, yes, right? Because we love, we love love grams. Yeah, we love In love Daniel's uh, language. Yes, love gram. Please continue. I'm very happy that whenever we ask a question now, mm. that there is like response now in, in the past. I think maybe like crickets. So <laughs> since I can't see your submit don't see like responses. We're Not becoming bad. more hong now. Yeah, hen hong. Hey, 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 I got hey. to update you ah. Okay. Woman shine record the Spotify, we have 30, what, 33 followers on Spotify, right? And then you laugh, right? Remember you uh. laugh? We have 80 now. Eight zero. Oh my god. On Spotify. It ah. is a lot leh. Yes. Then that's young shang Spotify, I think we have already 36. So we have 100 plus. Yes, we have crossed the 100 mark. <laughs> okay, so somebody commented on my Instagram, right? And mm. she said, can y'all go on iTunes? Oh, mm. I think... I think it's about time. It's about Because time. we already have 10, 11 episodes. Yeah. yeah. So the reason why I've been holding back on launching us on iTunes is because that um, that is a very, very important platform, right? So when you launch, you want to make sure that you already have a body of work and it's not just a miserable one, two episodes. And our aim is to be able to have more visibility and if possible, get into the new and noteworthy segment mm. then we are going to be able to i mean visibility is nice and being ranked high is nice i mean it's always nice to rank high on the charts but the thing is the visibility is exceptionally important because it allows us to reach more people correct and that is ultimately what we want to do with the show is to touch lives mm. it's not women's and popular at home it's not okay correct. of course not yeah. yeah the primary thing is we want to reach more people mm. and then i was thinking that's why we want okay. to build up more stuff you know more, more episodes before mm. we launch on apple i think iTunes. but i think now is okay it's about time because we have 10 11 episodes yeah, i'm quite proud of what we've done so far <laughs> fun la. it has yeah. it has been really fun already 12 app brady yellow oh, yellow oh we have another God. don't know how many to go yeah 40. but we're not counting la, not right count- not counting enjoying enjoying every episode doing the best job we can so we're very passionate about what we do Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons why we are doing this together Mm -hmm. because this is something that we're passionate about Mm -hmm. so today we want to talk about that yes because I think a lot of people are very confused around this topic Mm -hmm. there there are a lot of uh, what do you call it murky areas around mm-hmm, this topic mm-hmm. and that gets a lot of people confused what do you think they're confused about when it comes to the topic of pa- passion okay so I have my notes here right? <laughs> okay because I get a lot of uh, people who read my newsletter and my mm. blog right they'll mm. email me mm. and uh, because I'm a photographer so photography is my passion so mm. I do it for a living mm. so I think a lot of people like to ask me hey, so Mm, can you share about how you manage to do what you're passionate about 
for a living. Mm. Because for a lot of people, it's very difficult. Mm. It's always passion versus reality. It's a dichotomy to a lot of people, right? Like, mm. it's just so clear-cut one. Mm. Yeah, so that's one of the questions that people ask me. Mm. And then I feel that, eh, you know, like, this is something that's very important because we were not taught this thing in school, mm. right? We mm. were taught to go on this, like, very straight path. Mm. Yeah, but the world has changed now. Eh? Mm. We are richer than our previous generations. Mm, a lot. We more have rich. so much more freedom. Yes. And we have all this space and time to now think about what we want to do. Mm. Right? As young people, we have all these possibilities. Mm. Right? It's not like last time you have to just do what your father did. Mm. Yeah. So richer in terms of options. Yeah, right? I don't mean like, like really monetary. Of course, mm. monetarily, you know, economically, right? Mm. Our country and all that is so much richer. So we're not at war and everything. So now is the time young people millennials mm. yeah we really have the the space i guess to mm. think about what we really want to do about our lives mm. but then that presents a problem also mm. right so now with all the possibilities in front of you then mm. what do i do mm. how do i choose which path to take because every path you take you have to give up another path exactly so a lot of people who read my my newsletter and blog they have this same question mm. which is okay so how do you do it and how do I even find what I'm passionate about? Okay, so there are two groups of people, right? One group is like they don't even know what they're passionate about. So what mm. is my passion? They're seeking, they're Correct. searching, they're wondering, right? They're not sure what is their passion. So that's one whole group of people. The other group is they're passionate about, they have, they have a passion, but mm. they're, they're asking you, how can I turn my passion into something that is like a, a work, a career for me, right? That way Correct. I can make money because it seems like a passion has to be like a hobby. Mm. It's almost like passion mm. you know? And then there's Another group of people is like they have a lot of passions. Yes. They have not just one. They're like polymath, right? So it's like out of all my passions, out of all my options, what can I do? What should I do? What should I focus on that was that is going to bring me money, you know, and give me financial stability? Mm. Yeah. So three groups of people. Yeah. And <laughs> no, and there are so many more other groups actually. Mm, like what, like what? for example, people can also ask, do I really need to pursue my passion? in order to be happy. No need. Because nowadays, there's this idea, right? Mm. Like, um, oh, you need to do something that you love. And you need to make a living doing it mm. before you can be happy. Mm. But is that really true? Mm. No need. Okay? Mm. Yeah. Can so these are the that? things we can slowly go through because I think there is a framework to think about this mm-hmm. in which you don't have to be confused. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was in my 20s, right? I'm 33 now, right? Mm. So... Um, yeah, I, I used to be very confused also mm. because I had all these ideas from society mm-hmm. and I had to unlearn a lot of these things that mm-hmm. I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I didn't know about because I thought, oh, you know, to be successful is a certain way. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I really, it's either I do something that I don't like or I go and pursue my passion. Mm. Like everything was just so clear cut, but right. I don't think it's that way. It's very binary. Binary. Yeah. Mm. Oh, how come what is a, that? Hey, how come there's a drill? You hold on, hold on. I'm going to hold on. Ah, back to regular programming. There was a <laughs> delivery guy, very passionate delivery guy, and I bought something from ASOS, right? I what bought, do you buy? I bought a pair of sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> so back to regular programming. You know the giggle that the giggle button that I pressed, yeah. right? it sounded weaker than I thought it would be. <laughs> like very sad at that. <laughs> it's like a chipmunk. Yeah, la, so we're recording halfway and somebody came and Yes, and I was like, what is it? I, I didn't order like KFC or Mac, Mac delivery, <laughs> right? So it was okay, ASOS. Okay. Yeah. So we're back. Okay, we're back. Today I wanted to talk about um, this passion this passion thing, right? And then I saw this Elizabeth Gilbert video. Oh, okay. Mm. So what did she say so, in the video? Oh my God, I feel that everybody should watch it. Eh. Okay. It's very illuminating. Okay. So in this video, she talked about four different categories. Mm. Um, and the four different categories are um, hobby, job, career, and vocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Elizabeth Gilbert's video is about how actually we can think of the things that we do and kind of categorize it into four different parts. Mm. So let me explain a little bit the what she means. Yeah. Like, okay? mm. So first one is hobby. Okay, so she said in every person's life, right, um, you, we have hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. So hobby is something that you do that has no stress. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to go and think so much about it. You don't need to be, to be super ambitious about mm-hmm. it. Right? Don't so, have to make money also. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you can do and you don't even need to show anyone. Yeah, and you do it just because you enjoy it. It's correct. fun for you. Like if you would like to play the guitar, it doesn't mean you need to be a musician, mm-hmm. full-time musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's one thing. That's hobby that's that hobby. everybody should have. I mean, if you if you don't happen to have a hobby, then that's yeah. Maybe it's good that if you find one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So the number two thing, right, would be a job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she says that a job is something that you need in order to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, for Elizabeth Gilbert, right, she basically when she was pursuing her art, so you know she's a famous author, right? Mm-hmm. She's basically the author behind Eat, Pray, Love, mm-hmm. which uh, has made her a millionaire, like, basically. Mm-hmm. So when she was pursuing her art of writing, right, she had three jobs, mm-hmm. like waitressing, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So for her, the material world, which is the world where you get money, it doesn't always intersect with the artistic world. Exactly. So it's a lot of artists think that I, if I'm not doing my artistic stuff, right, then, you know, like, I, like they feel that they need to earn money mm-hmm. doing the artistic stuff. Mm-hmm. But for Elizabeth Gilbert, she, she believes that, you know, you can pursue your artistic stuff and it's okay to go and get a shitty job mm-hmm. to just pay to bills. pay your bills. Yes. Because when you merge the two, it doesn't always result in a good ending yeah Mm -hmm. Mm, right so she says that okay so follow me here Mm -hmm. it's really long Mm. so she says that getting a job means that you're just being a reasonable human and a reasonable reasonable adult Mm -hmm. you know who can take responsibility for your own life Mm. okay Mm. and um yeah basically just take care of yourself Mm. okay so it's the right thing to do right Mm. everyone needs to have a job Mm. the third thing will be career Career is something that is not necessary. Not everybody has a career. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you have a career, if you're already in the middle of a career and you believe in the mission of this career, right? Then that's great. Go all out for go all out for it. Mm. But if it's a career that you hate, right, you might as well get a job that pays your bills. Mm. Okay? Mm. The fourth category would be a vocation. A vocation would be something that we usually call like a calling. So mm. this is something that like the universe calls you to do. It gives you the gifts and the talents and you go and do these things, right? So for example, for Elizabeth Gilbert, writing was her vocation. Mm. And even even before writing, right, it became her job, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she, it was her vocation for seven years. Mm. I think her main point is that you... Don't mix up all these things. Mm. Okay, you un- you understand that you can have a vocation and you can have a job. Mm. You don't have to combine all into one and make sure that it, this one job takes all the all the boxes. Correct, mm. because that would be living in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think that's something that is very important to understand. Mm-hmm. And please watch the Elizabeth Gilbert video because I feel like I can't replicate. Um, what she's trying to say. Right. Because, you know, when we speak in the fourth categories like that, it sounds very... Cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> correct. So right. go and watch her video. And I think then you will understand what she's trying to say. Yeah. I love what you, what you just shared because even if, for example, you are pursuing a vacation, which is also a job, which is also a hobby, right? You are totally in love with what you do and it makes you the money. That's, the, of course, the wow, the bingo mm. thing, right? Correct. So like, with, like, for example, your photography, right? But within that photography, you have got different things you like to do and different things that you don't like to do also. And some of exactly. the don't like to do things can be the bread and butter things. Exactly. So it feels like a job within Correct. a vocation. Correct. Yeah. So it's never perfect. Yes. Even though it's already something that I love to do yes. that pays me. Right. Yeah, but if you say, is it my biggest hobby? I wouldn't say it's my biggest hobby. Mm. What is your biggest hobby? There are a lot of other things I like to do. Mm. My biggest hobby would be daydreaming, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. or like reading. Mm. Yeah, that kind of thing. But my, I can't make a career out of My hobby now is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Same lah. So we do this fun things as well. Yeah, right, on the side. yeah, we- yeah. This is a great example. This podcast thing is the perfect example of how it started and it still is a hobby. But where it's going to take us, we don't know. Maybe it can end up being a vocation. Maybe I can stop being an entrepreneur running my businesses and become Maybe, radio who DJ. Knows? I don't know, right? But definitely it's not a job. It's mm-hmm. not a career. It's, yeah, no. Yeah, mm. so we're very clear about what it is. Uh. Mm. Yeah. So for me also, my newsletter is my hobby. Mm. I love doing it. You mm. know, I put a lot of effort into it. Even though I don't earn a single cent, it's not going to be my job anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like, wow, you know, it just flows on with my nature. Like, this is what I should be doing. I should be writing and sharing my thoughts with other people. Mm. So, mm. I guess uh, of all the four categories that you have just shared, right, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a job, whether it's career, or whether it's a vacation, you can inject. Uh, passion into them even if it's a job right that you don't like that pays the bills you can be very passionate about the fact that about the fact that you have a job that pays the bills correct and you show up every day to do that job that allows you to pay the bills so you can enjoy your hobby and your other passions and pursuits 
right? Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that if it's a job that you hate, you can't bring passion to it. Because I think really a lot of people are confused that you, sh- you should only be passionate about something if you really, really enjoy. But I feel that passion is really about who you are, not what you do. Exactly. It's right. Who are you when mm. you are in that job? What do you bring to that job? Who do you mm. become? So you can actually embody passion and be a very passionate person no matter what you do, right? Mm. Yeah, so I, that's my take on, on passion. There's also this saying, which is that, you know, you if you're good at what you do, right, you will naturally develop passion for it. Yes, I think when you are, when you are good and you gain mastery, you can, mm. you can begin to enjoy yes. the process more totally. because you're good at it. Correct. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about my own experience yes. as a photographer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, like coming to doing photography, right? I wouldn't say, again, like I mentioned just now, photography is not my biggest hobby. It's not like I was thinking, wow, photography is my passion and I really want to pursue it. Mm. But now that I'm doing it, right, it's, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy that I'm doing it. Mm. Uh, and what's the reason? It's because, right, I became good at it. Uh, because there's a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the thing that I enjoy doing the most, but all three things came together. Mm. You know? So mm. it converged into into this ikigai thing. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what ikigai is? Ikigai is this Japanese concept of, you know, like they, uh, it's what they use to describe this feeling in your body and your tummy, right? Like Mm. this fire in your belly that you wake up to this reason and this cause that allows you to wake up every day and you look forward to like, you know, getting out of bed every day and say, yes, this is what I'm going to pursue. This is what I enjoy. This is why I'm here. This is what I do for a living. This is my living, Mm. you know? So Ikigai is this elusive thing that people chase and sometimes they spend an entire lifetime trying to chase it and they can't find what it is. They can't crack it. Mm. But the whole idea is that I actually have this little exercise a sheet on my website dannybunny.co you can go to it and there's this um, uh, button that says ikigai and you can go and click and there's a worksheet you can download that walks you through how to have this cross section right of what is it that you can do your skills what is it that you love to do and what is it that people can pay you to solve what kind of problems can they pay um, uh, for you to solve you know help them solve so mm. if you have that intersection right that beautiful intersection of your passion what you're skillful at and a problem that people will pay you to solve mm. that becomes the sweet spot correct oh I like that sweet spot sweet spot yes. sweet spot yeah. but remember again the sweet spot is not perfect mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you there are no other things that you like to mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. yeah it just means that it just happens that this thing that you do you're mm-hmm. good at it people mm-hmm. need it Mm-hmm. And you enjoy doing it. Yes. Yeah, but it, that, that you can still have like three other hobbies, mm. for example. Mm. And there can still be things that you don't enjoy about this process, mm. you know? So I think that we have this inner imperfectionism mm-hmm. that stops us from pursuing the things that we want mm. or makes us confused. Like, oh, you know, I love boxing, so I have to really make boxing my career. Yeah, I need to make it work to pay the bills. Correct. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. If you love boxing, you, do, you don't have to be a professional boxer. You mm-hmm. can be a boxing instructor, for exactly. example. And that can still result in ikigai, yeah. I feel. Yeah, or, or maybe you can be someone that does video editing for boxing cl- video clips or something. Yes. You know, you can still learn some other skill sets towards the subject matter and you can fuse them you know and I think we can get very creative and we don't have to be really stubborn and stuck in a particular way of making a hobby turn into a vocation yeah. or a job that pays the bills we can get creative in the way we crack this ikigai thing and to find the sweet spot and really at the end of the day it's a lot of people feel that like my clients right they like to get a formula they want a sure win road they want you to give them the answer and tell them like okay, you do this you pao mm. you know, and they want to the pao. but I'm like no but life comes in hakao and siu mais <laughs> you know and you really have to try and eat all of it and try it out and that clarity is going to come and that's when you find oh actually I thought this is going to be an intersection but no this doesn't work and then you try it's time again. to pivot really yes and you do micro shifts all Correct. the time and adjustments eventually then you will land on a sweet spot that is so that feels confident and feels um, assured you know that this is where I want to be this works this clicks Mm. so Mm. this is where failure comes in yes so don't be afraid to fail because Mm -hmm. if you don't fail right you're Mm. never gonna learn right Mm -hmm. so every time you fail you can micro adjust like that's it 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that will slowly. I think life has a way of slowly leading us, yes. but we have to listen to it. Yes, listen to the signs. And really, I always, I think I shared on my uh, Instagram that really the best trick that I can, um, um, or the best survival toolkit that I can give you, and everybody needs, uh, in the survival mm. toolkit, is to have a sense of curiosity. Lean into the curiosity and see that where it brings you because it always opens up a new path, right? Mm. And we can be curious about anything, whether yeah. it's a problem, it's an issue or a feeling, emotion or a question. As long as we bring curiosity, even if it's negative, that experience becomes something that has got forward momentum instead of going backwards. Mm. You will always move forward. And failure, it sounds like a terrible word, but really failure is really a feedback loop. Correct. Right, And then it, it's just presenting you with intel. Yeah, right? failure and has a bad name. Bad rap. Bad rap. Yeah, and Correct. it scares the shit out of people because it's like, oh, failure, full stop. But Correct. it's only but it's failure the best thing. if it ends there. It, because really, it, it's a failure if you let the full stop be there, right? But if you continue to unpack that failure, mm. right, and make sense of the intel and, you know, use this curiosity and see, okay, what can I do? What micro adjustment can I make yep. so that it becomes better? I can try another route. Then it's not a failure because it's just, it's just intel. It's just data. Exactly. So Google is not your best friend. Failure is your best friend. Mm, failure. <laughs> I think that another topic that we should unpack is how we should get so um, okay with the whole idea of failure. I think we have to train our brains because by default, we, we don't like failure, right? Yeah. We hate it. And because of that, a lot of the things that we don't do in life is because of this fear of the failure, mm. right? But if we start to get close to the idea and you know be okay with failing, then mm. we become quite invincible. Correct. Because the worst that can happen is a, a feeling, an emotion. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And if you go and listen to all the, you go and dig out the old the stories of all the famous people, right? Zhou Xingzi, Stephen Chow, mm. how many years he spent being a calefare, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? Steve Jobs, right? He was kicked out, famously yeah. kicked out of his company. Thomas Edison. <laughs> Thomas Edison. Yeah. So many people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can't think of any example now. But, Yalok, if you don't fail, you are just depriving yourself mm. of the chance mm. to have a go at it. Mm. Oh, another thing I want to talk about passion is that going back to the people who are like polymath, right? They have multiple passions, multi-passionate people like me, right? Yep. Um, I remember m- myself having this conversation with myself when I turned 30 because okay. it was a milestone age. Yeah. And I went like, Dan, you seriously have to sit down and decide what you want to mm. do. For good, for real, for a living. Yeah. Because you you love too many things, huh? you are a boy. So I was like, okay, what do I used to do? You know, in my previous life, I did performing arts. You know, yeah. I, I like to do um, theatre productions. Yep. I was very good with lighting. Mm-hmm. I was good with uh, set design as well. Mm-hmm. I was a director. I write scripts as well. I was good as an actor and bilingual. Yep. So that's another life. Okay. And I've got results to show. I used to run a theatre group called The Small Theatre. Mm-hmm. Right? And we were so good, we were actually even invited to the Edinburgh Festival. So we were good at what we do. I was good at what I did. And then what else? Uh, I love to teach. I wanted to be a teacher. I've really always are. loved to teach. I like little kids because okay. I've been blessed by really awesome teachers in my life that taught me really good things, you know, that I still use till date. And I want to do the same and pay it forward. Mm. So I love teaching. And then I was like, mm, I also like design. I like digital design. I like graphic design. You like a lot of things. I like a lot of things. I also love dancing. I was this Billy Elliot, you know. Yeah. I love Chinese dancing. I like ballet you know yeah. I also had this other life that oh I like um, I also was in Chinese orchestra when I was in secondary school and I also also was in English drama I was also in gymnastics and I was very good on track and field so how so very so how right so the thing is I was like you know, it would be easy if, let's say, I was I suck at a lot of things, like, you know, that is easy. Then you just choose the one that you're good correct, at and you're correct, passionate correct. about. But the thing is, I'm like a jack of all trades. I tend to be. You mean you could have been a professional dancer, man? Um, I was actually, last, last time there was this program called the Young Talents Program in Singapore mm-hmm. where they shortlisted the best, most talented little kids dancers, right? right. They shortlisted, shortlisted 12 dancers. I was the only male. Oh. I was only nine years old. Okay, okay. Yes, and in grade four, I had honours, you know, you know the British Royal Academy of Dancing Ballet. Yeah. They came down, I took the exam, I had honours, which is 100 marks. And then I what happened? Full score. Okay. Then after that, I went to I was uh, I went to Chinese High, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was this type A overachiever. I yeah. had four uh, different ECAs, and then I was student counselor, <laughs> and then I took my so goodness. many subjects, and I took that language as well, Japanese. Okay. So in the end, I had no time. I had to give up my ballet. Oh. And I was actually offered a dancing ballet scholarship in Australia. I was supposed to leave when I was goodness. twelve, but my my mom and I decided no. <laughs> We wanted to study so he here. He could have been a professional yeah. ballet dancer. I gotta tell you a sidetrack. Uh, when I watched Billy Elliot, that movie, 
I remember I was when that movie came out. I was working with MediaCorp TV 12. I got so affected by that movie. Mm. I couldn't work. Flashback, is it? Yeah, I was. I was so affected by the movie. I was so. Dep- I went into like depression for two weeks. Right. Because Billy Elliot was me, mm. except he went on and pursued his dreams, mm. and I didn't. I totally didn't. Right. Yeah. So. So. But I then you had so many passions. Yeah. You so couldn't have done all of it. Right? Exactly. Because this is just not possible. So that's why I had the conversation with myself. When how I was did it? So old. how did it uh, go then? So what happened was um, I decided that um, okay. So this is where I try and put on my thinking smart. Cap line, and I said, if I want to make money, there really is no money in theater. Mm. I told myself, no matter how good I am, theater is going to be a problem. Right? Okay, it's not good for me. And I told myself, is lifestyle important to you? Mm. Right? Do you want money? So mm. at the time when I was young, I wanted money. Yeah. You know, I wanted to buy uh, sports cars. I wanted to buy a big house, nice house. I want to eat well, travel well, fly first class. You know, I have all these dreams. Being a theatrical uh, practitioner, you cannot. Yes. That's just reality. Mm-hmm. So that. Went out of the mm. window, and I go like, okay. So I like teaching, mm. <laughs> same lah. <laughs> cannot, and then I was like, mm, I also want freedom. Teaching yeah. very difficult lah, you know, like around students, gonna mark papers and everything. Correct. So that went out of the window. Yeah. Right. So just I went through that process, and then I decided, ah, the thing that seems to tick all the boxes at this point. Uh, with the potential of giving me money, of course I didn't make any money yet. Mm. The money didn't come in, right? Mm. But was like. Oh, I want to do my own thing. Mm. I wanted to start my own web design um, business. Okay. Yeah, and the funniest thing was I wasn't even schooled in web design or digital mm. design. I majored in public relations and advertising. Right. Nobody taught me how to do web design. It was self-taught. Mm. But I decided that mm, you know I was looking at the business trends and world trends and where the internet was headed. I felt like the thing that will survive the best, give me the most freedom, give me the most. Money when when the sky is the limit. Yeah. Okay. Not the limit is the no. The limit is the sky. Sorry. Okay. The limit is the sky. I was like, yes, web design. So I did it. I put all my heart in it. Gained mastery. Really enjoyed it. And then when I gained mastery and the money came in, I enjoyed it even more. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah. That's the 重点. That's the 重点, right? Then of course your job allows you to have the lifestyle that you want, yeah. and you're so thankful for this this job slash mm. career slash vocation slash jobby. I like to call it a jobby, jobby because it's a combination of a job and a hobby, right? But it's more than that because now is it gives you it supports your lifestyle. Yeah. So it becomes like life design from day one. Mm. That's how. I cracked it myself. I I hope Correct. this gives you some idea of how you can approach this whole conundrum of oh I got so many things I can do. <laughs> how should I go for move forward? And Correct. the thing Correct. is, you just have to decide to decide. You know, ask yourself those questions. Okay, answer them as as honestly yes. and as uh, best as you can. But again, nobody gave me that tua pao or sui pao. You know, nobody pao say then uh, you do the web design and uh, you are going to get all this. You know, ten years down the road, no. I took action. Yep. I decide to decide. I I went ahead and I did it. Mm, I know? think you you gotta know what you want. Yes. Mm. Mm. I think I have a pretty similar story also. Mm. Okay, because I mean, we I I also started out. Uh, I mean, you, you guys know my quit for school story, mm. right? A so, lot of people are very shocked by that. No, why le? Because I think quitting four four times very, very is few very people rare. quit four schools la. once la. Yeah, la. twice about four times while you really champion no ridiculous yeah, but huh? I think it is so inspiring also really yeah yes. no it was it wasn't very inspiring when I was quitting four schools <laughs> when I was twenty one right mm. yeah but after I quit uh, after I quit schools I started my cafe and everything right okay the reason why I did all that right was because at that age already I knew that I didn't want a nine to five job. Mm. So I was constantly thinking, okay, so what should I do? This was the constraint that I gave myself because I don't want to work in an office, ma. So I was like, okay, what should I do? That can allow me to break out this nine to five thing. Mm. But uh, the the criteria is that this thing that I do, right, must be something that I enjoy. If not, what's the point yes. of not being in a nine to five job? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are two criteria. I don't want to be in a nine to five and I want to do something that I enjoy. Mm, so those were the parameters that you set Correct. for yourself. Mm. So that was part of me trying to ask myself, what do I want? I need mm. to be very honest with myself. Mm. And that's what I want. Money wasn't a priority at that time. Because mm. I was very idealistic. I was like, uh, you know, like it's more important to do what I want and not be in an office to have the freedom. Mm. Yeah, so that's why I tried to uh, become a freelance writer mm. after I closed my cafe. Because mm. I was thinking, hey, what can I do freelance that I can do? 
that I reasonably enjoy. Mm. So it wasn't like I started from a place of, oh, what's my passion in life? I just want to pursue that mm. with no parameters. There mm. were some parameters, man. Mm. So I pursued that and I realized that, okay, even though I'm reasonably okay at it, but actually I don't really enjoy doing it for a living. You know, because I hate deadlines. Mm. Then the second thing was that I was paid very little for it. Mm. So that was another telltale sign for me to pivot already. Mm. So from there, I realized, okay, after one year of doing it, I earned like $1,000. Basically, I was teaching tuition at the time mm. uh, to supplement my income. So I thought, okay, then what? I went down the list of my other things that I like to do. Mm. So the next thing that I came upon was photography. I was mm. like, okay, I think I love, uh, I, I like to shoot. Mm. Uh, even though I'm not super good at it, but I think I can get better at it. Mm. And then I also think, okay, then I can do this freelance. Ma. I don't need to be nine to five. And I think photographers get paid not bad. Like, okay. I didn't know, actually know how much photographers get paid. Mm. Again, that wasn't my priority. Mm-hmm. And that's how I stumbled upon doing this thing. Mm. And now I feel that, well, I don't know how, but I stumbled into this place where it's kind of like my ikigai. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start out like planning the whole thing. Mm. But I started out by questioning myself, what is it that I want? Yes. And making small changes along the and way. And taking action and trying. And trying. Yes. I could have, actually I could have failed. You mm-hmm. know, I could have failed at photography. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have gone down my list, what's next on my list mm-hmm. of what I enjoy doing. And I would have tried to do that also. Mm-hmm. I would have done it until I cracked it, basically. Mm-hmm. And one more thing I wanted to add is that when it comes to passions, right, it, it, it can morph. It can evolve yes, exactly. and shift as well, right? We are I not th- like a solid no. entity one. Yeah. It doesn't I think some people can have one passion for life, okay? But sometimes I feel like, for example, maybe, uh, like for me, this polymath person, right, who has got multiple passions, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, oh, the reason why I'm doing this podcast now is because it's also scratching this um, uh, itch of wanting to teach, Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. So it can come in a different form in yes. another way in the future. Correct. You know, you don't have to really think about, oh, teach means teacher. Mm. <laughs> so get creative. Yes. And like, like, like this said. life coach thing, you know, I'm also teaching people. Yes, I'm yes, making yes. It, you know, a difference. That's what I so want. So you're still a teacher at the moment. Yeah, but being a life coach, I, I kind of like uh, uh, mesh it up with the fact that it's my own business still. Mm-hmm. It's entrepreneurial. Correct. I have freedom. Yes. It pays the bills. It gives me the money. Yes. It's also life design. So again, it takes all the boxes again, mm, right? So inspiring. It's so fun. <laughs> I think it's so fun. I mean, it is a tough um, question and a problem sum to solve, right? Yes. There is no one true formula for you. Mm. But really, if you want to boil it down, it's being really honest with yourself. Like this is the time to be full on honest with yourself. Like you said, ask yourself, what is it that you want when it comes to your job? When, if anything is possible at this point, what is it that you want? Don't create another job which imprisons you, right? Mm. Like I keep saying, right? Warning people. So then the next thing is, then you just have to try experiment and that intel is going to come. All those micro failures is going to come, yes. right? And then you just pivot and change and change and change. Don't be, a, don't be scared and worried and, and afraid to try things. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing. The most, what's the worst that can happen? You fail. Yes. And that's fine. That's yes. perfectly fine. Yes. You know, I was reminded by, uh, you know, this guy, he's called Dr. William Wan. Have you heard of him? No. He's the director of Singapore Kindness Movement. Oh, okay. okay. And Tell he's like more. 70 plus this year. Mm. I was reading his book recently. Mm. And he talks about how he lives his life in chapters. Mm. So he has been many things, you know, throughout his life. He's, he's 70 plus now, right? Mm. He was a lawyer. Mm. He was a director of a company. Uh, he was also like a psychometrics com- wow. don't know what lah. did a lot of things he did a lot of things he never confined himself to one thing mm. so he said you know it's fine you know you can live your life in chapters for the next 10 years you can do this thing it doesn't matter if 10 years later you want to decide to be something else mm. so you don't have to be so hard up like oh okay I need to decide this one thing that I want to do for the rest of my life mm. right so mm. in, I think when he was 60 then he became like uh, involved with Singapore Kindness Movement mm. so that was another career shift that's mm. totally different from what he did mm-hmm. before mm. yeah so I think that's quite inspiring also yeah and you know uh, how we were talking about a lot of people are very um, confused about what is it that we do right for at Lito, right and remember I had this conversation with you last week that I say you know maybe we're at the forefront of something mm. maybe this is the future of work where you're not clearly defined by that one job title Correct. you know all that one thing you do we end up being multi-passionate and mm. we do many things and we do lots of collaborations joint ventures <laughs> co-projects you know and things like that so I think this is where we're headed it's alright to have like a, we're like generation flux we're constantly changing constantly evolving constantly trying mm. 
And that's what makes life so uh, fun now compared to, you know, our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation. Yeah, well, there's so many so possibilities different. now. Yes. Like when we do this Lito thing, we did it for fun. Mm. We're passionate about it. But we managed to get some commissions recently, right? Can we talk mm-hmm. about it? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Talk about it. You say, you say. Huh? You say, you say. You say la. You say. You, you say, say la. You say. <laughs> <laughs> my pie say you say I'm looking at my notes I'm trying to see how we can wrap this episode up so yeah we need to wrap up really yeah yeah so I want, what I wanted to say is that mm. you know we we are doing this out of passion but um it's interesting because some of us some people have already approached us they yes. were like hey you guys do your own podcast right mm-hmm. so do y'all do podcast production services <laughs> yes then we were like um yes yes it's a new offering by Lito by the way <laughs> it's not since, listed on the website but yes we do podcast production now. since you asked yeah we didn't plan for this but mm-hmm. you know this is definitely something that we can do la. yes we feel like we already know enough to help. so it's very funny because you know don't have to think so much if you mm-hmm. enjoy doing something you're good at it mm. somebody who needs it they will come look for you yeah the and that's where you can make come. money correct yeah mm. so i think the most important thing is have fun because life is damn fucking short mm-hmm. yeah don't think so much don't okay so much. yeah so uh, i wanted to wrap this up by um going back to this whole passion fruit thing right like <laughs> what is passion right so mm. realize that passion is not outside of you okay. passion really is in you mm. right so it's very uh, it's an inward reflection of uh, what is your passion? And you have the answers within, within you. You have this innate intelligence. You just have to ask the right questions and the answers will froth, right? So ask yourself, what is passion? If passion is a feeling, it's within me, right? How does it feel? But be very honest. Mm-hmm. You got to be damn honest with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So passion to me feels electrifying. It feels like a sense of being alive. It feels exciting. Okay. It feels like high vibration. And it also feels like it's energizing and it's not draining. Right. So this is actually, these are signs that is your passion. This is something that you're passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to ask yourself that question. Is it a drive? You know, mm-hmm. where does it come from? It actually also comes from your thoughts. Okay. Okay. It's not outside of you, it's your thoughts. And I feel that passion, um, after identifying what you are excited about, what you're passionate about, passion also can be a practice in itself. Right. Like for example, right, um, we're, we're going to do a Q&A uh, episode later. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions which I was really excited about was that person was asking, how is it um, possible for us to continue to keep ourselves in this like high vib- vibration mode where we're constantly passionate about life, passionate mm. about what we do, you know, constantly creating because it requires a lot of energy. Correct. But I feel that for me, it's because I've practiced at being passionate about everything that I do Mm. because I always follow my heart. Mm. You know, despite, I've always been a rebel. I just follow my heart and I don't care what people say. Yeah. I go where my heart leads me. I go where my curiosity leads me. I've become so good at it. Mm. I become naturally passionate. Now, it's just my a default state now. My so you only do things that you like. Yeah, it's become like s- such a second nature now. I'm so practiced at it now mm. that I will never touch something that doesn't give me joy. Right. It becomes a reflex. Mm. It's, it's, I won't even go near it. It becomes like a no-brainer decision right, to right, me. Right, right. So I want to kind of a pretty good uh, way challenge to yourself a little bit further beyond just thinking about passion as a feeling. Think of it as graduating it from beyond a feeling into a practice. Right. Yeah. That's very nice. That's what I wanted to say to wrap this whole thing up <laughs> with a big pink ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you have I never thought of it. Huh? Have you? Do you have any anything else? To add? It's good, right? That was good, right? That like, was very good. That's yeah, very passion good. as a practice. Correct. Because I think I do that also. I have never voiced it though in those words. Mm. You know, but I it, also it, haven't voiced it before until yeah. I was writing down notes for this mm. episode. Because every episode, I feel like now we, although it's still very free form, free banter, I want us to really bring some tongtian, you know, yes. and some aha moments to people. And I'm thinking how can we uh, squeeze this topic a little bit more than normal people do? Correct. Because yeah. when we started out, we didn't have notes on. No, but now we serious. Now we prep. <laughs> now we prep. Because I think there really is value in, you know, us prepping for it. Yes. Um, then we can share some things that we have found you to be useful to us. Right. When we speak on the spot, we might not be able to dig those things correct, out immediately. Correct, correct. Yeah, so... Um, what do I want to say? I forgot. Do you have any other words, uh, last words about passion? Do you want to add? Last words. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, which is just don't be afraid, you mm. know. Uh, be brave. Be brave. Okay? It's not don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. You can be afraid, right? But you can still take action. Yes. There will that, always be fear, but don't fear fear. Right. <sighs> so that's the definition of courage. Yes. Right? It's not that you're scared. Yes. There are a lot of things that scare us in life. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when something scares you, right, the more you should do it, ma. Correct. Right. It is a sign, actually. Yeah. Yes. Fear means room for growth. 
this is my default that de- definition now. Whenever I'm frightful about something mm. and I'm scared about doing something now, immediately I reframe. Mm. I go like, means growth possibility, growth potential. But the only thing that I won't do is bungee jumping. Oh. Because that, that, that scares me, but I won't ever do oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Because I feel like, oh, do I really need to put my- That one, maybe not growth, that one's maybe like break something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So really, yeah. I mean, back to your whole idea of courage, right? I, courage doesn't exist without fear, mm. right? You can't show courage if there's no fear. So they coexist. Their polarities. Yeah, Lord. If you are, if you are not scared, you don't even need to be courage, courageous. Mm-hmm. Why? You don't even mm-hmm. need to be brave. Why? So I think that we have arrived in this point in our time that we have to really reframe um, our thoughts around two things: failure and fear. So mm. we got to do a totally different episode totally. because we are running out of time. <laughs> okay, so my last word, yes. my last words, right, would mm. be there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. There really is nothing to be afraid mm. of. What do we have to lose? Right. Yeah. And my last, last word to add to <laughs> Rebecca is that the worst thing that can happen is a feeling, is an emotion. So it can be fear, fear mm. of failure, but that fear in itself is the worst thing that can happen. But what is fear? Why is it so crippling? Let us unpack in a future episode. Woo, teaser. All right, so song okay, choice. songs. Okay, my song will make you very passionate. It will make you want to dance. It will oh. make you very happy. Okay, oh so God. that's my song. It always gets me What about your mood. song? My song is um, it's an instrumental track. And I wow. feel that this is what passion sounds like. Wow. Yes, this is it. All right, guys. Hope okay. you enjoyed this episode. See you guys. Have a beautiful week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
Oh my god, you're still here! If you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow or subscribe to us so you can be the first to know when a new episode is out. The Lighto Podcast is now on SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. Woohoo! Come check us out at lightolabs.com. That is spelled L-I-T-O-L-A-B-S dot com. Rebecca is on Instagram at Rebecca underscore Toe. And Dan is at Happy Danny Bunny. Be good, be kind. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye.